You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. It is our spring game preview episode here, guys. We finally made it. About to kick off another season here. Uh, spring game coming up this Saturday. Uh, we don't know what the format is here, but we hear Scott Frost talking about he hopes that they have enough people to field two teams. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to do an offense versus defense thing, which would be extremely boring for the fans. But Tyler, what do you think about this? Uh, is this kind of like overstated here a little bit? Like, you know, like I hope we can field two teams. What do you think about that? Well, you know, last year there was that big deal about injuries, right? You remember we went to like almost a two-handed touch football game. Thud. Because of all the injuries. Yeah, thud. Two-handed touch. <laughs> two-handed touch, yeah. Um, and, and, and so, but he hasn't said that. So I don't know what to make of all this. Um, you know, I'm going to be in attendance, and this will be like the first game I've gone to in a long time that I don't think we're going to lose. So that there's a positive uh, there. Uh, so uh, You are the jinx of all Husker games, so. I mean, that's not fair. I mean, they've lost plenty of games without me there. If there's a possibility of losing, we'll lose now because Tyler's there. Yeah. Tie game coming up. (laughs) No winner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else there, Tyler? Derek, what what are your thoughts on the format of the spring game? And what do you want to see? Well, as long as the score ain't nothing, nothing, I guess. I mean, that, that would be upsetting. (laughs) <laughs> who's winning <laughs> the bears <laughs> the bears uh you know I, I don't know i'm excited for this whole weekend in general I, baseball starts up tomorrow uh the masters is this weekend we got the spring game this week there's so much crap going on i'm gonna need four tvs in my living room i think yeah it, it should be fun uh well, before we get into the spring game here, I, I do want to talk about one thing here. I don't know if you guys caught Sean Callahan's. Uh, he had uh, a couple wide receivers and running backs. He had uh, Jacques Yant on. Yant. And uh, Anthony oh Grant. Yeah, Anthony Grant, Omar Manning, and uh, Trey, Trey Palmer. Palmer. Did you catch? Yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, who did I just watch? Did you guys watch Struggle. any of that today? I, I, I saw about half of it before we started this Skype okay. call. So I'm cleaning the kitchen. I just put this on in the background while I'm uh, cleaning the kitchen, putting up dishes and all that stuff. And Did you I, check your fire alarm? I did. So not only that, <laughs> so I hear this, this uh, fire alarm, this chirping going on. And I hear it, and I'm like, God dang it. And I look down the hallway. Because so, I, I have this interview on my Bluetooth speaker. And I hear this chirping, and I look down the hallway. And, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. I hear it again. I'm like, dang it. So I pause the recording and I go down to the hallway to look at my fire alarm. And I'm like, whatever, you know, I was like, what the, what's going on? So I come back. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I'm, I'm doing the dishes and I keep hearing this damn chirping. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, but we did a podcast a few months ago where my smoke alarm did was was chirping and I had to leave the podcast and you guys had to fill in and I had to go change the batteries out during it. So I didn't want that to happen. So uh, 
I keep hearing this chirping. I stop it. And I get the ladder, change the batteries out of this uh, smoke detector in my hallway and put the ladder back, go back into the kitchen, put on the video, uh, the video and I hear it again. I'm like, what is going on? And just as I hear it again, Sean Callahan says, he goes, all right, which one of you has the smoke detector going on? Because I already have five questions about it. <laughs> The whole time it was coming over that damn interview, and it was Jockey's Yant with his smoke detector chirping the whole time. And I went and changed my batteries. So I guess I don't have to worry about that for a couple of years. But my God, Derek, the way that you asked that question makes me think that you checked your smoke alarm too. No, I don't have battery. Well, I have 10-year smoke detectors that don't change battery. You just got to change them every 10 years. Are you on 10 years yet? No, I just put them up like six months ago. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. God damn uh, it. But I, but I have to tell you, with your abilities that I've known you to have, I'm a little surprised that you own a ladder. <laughs> What's that? It's because I'm tall. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah, is the why. biggest shocker. Like, the next thing you're going to say is you have a screwdriver. Like, that, I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> What to make? I have two screwdrivers, and he, and, and he knows what a claw hammer is. Like, well, I don't know what you get. Lo- what are you guys t- getting you've at? Lo- here? You've lost him. What are you guys getting at? All right, we're going to talk about the spring game because now I think you're just picking on me. Uh, so, was there anything interesting in that interview, or do you just want to tell this story about your damn smoke detector? Smoke detector. I mean, basically, I I, <laughs> I bought myself in a few more years out of that smoke detector before it starts chirping. What what I will say is I didn't get a chance to listen to this one, but I've listened to that series that Sean Callahan's been doing. He's been bringing a lot of players on. I think last week he had defensive backs. Yeah. That those those that is better than the 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 official media. Like those little interviews are way. You better. get a like, lot more information out of those, and yeah, uh, I, I'm not going to get into the details. I, I just encourage anybody that is interested. It's it's worth a watch just to go watch those guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean they're, they're well, pretty I th- candid. I think it, I think it helps and hurts at times that you allow the fans to ask some questions. Like, well, they're going to ask questions that you know the media they just won't. Exactly. So I which think, is good. I, I think in that situation, I think in that situation, it's good. But then you also get some really dumb questions, like who wins at Xbox, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't care about that. You can fast forward through that part. But anyway, uh, we're, we're here to talk about the spring game. You know, uh, there's a lot of uh, intriguing position battles that we'll finally be able to see on display here on Saturday, we hope. Uh, all spring long, we've been interested in spring, but Scott Frost has cut off media access. There's no media access to any practices. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. Just with what the coaches and players, they tell us. And to Tyler's point, earlier you know that's what's great about what sean callahan's he's talking to the players he's getting a little bit more candid answers so you you do find out a little bit more nuggets in there but derek let's talk about your intriguing position battle of the spring all right well let's talk about running backs here uh you know i I, i'm just gonna talk about the ones that are here this spring because i know there's uh, a couple that could probably enter this competition come fall but uh right now it sounds like jacques yant has cut down 20 pounds, and he's he claims he's faster, feels better. 
so you, you, we've always been intrigued by him anyway. And then uh, Anthony Grant, he was also on that deal, and he, he sounds very impressive this uh, this spring. So it'll be interesting what he can do. And, of course, Ramirez Johnson hasn't gone away. So I, you can't count any one of those three guys out from possibly being a starter come fall. But it'll be really exciting to see what these three guys can do in the spring game. And you're not – yeah, yeah, you're right. And, you know, as we headed into the fall, I mean, Gabe Irvin, he's going to enter that mix also. So headed in the fall, I mean, that's, that's – to me, it's a four-man race, right? Tyler, you say five. I'm not ruling out A.J. Allen. Well, I mean, he would have to be super impressive coming in later, you know, after the spring and coming in here to take over five guys that, you know, you could say, I mean, almost veterans, I guess. I mean, running back is probably one of the easiest positions to transition to from any level. Um, You know, but to, to Derek's point, just looking at the spring game, you know, you you rewinded a year ago. The the running back I thought was the biggest hole on this team, and while I definitely don't think I've changed to it being a strength of the team, uh, it is no longer the biggest weakness. It is very intriguing. Um, I, I mean, th- this yeah, I I think that's a really good choice, Derek, because like we we know there's two more guys or potentially two more guys that are going to enter this mix come, you know, come the the fall. So. We can't go into the season with five running backs like we did last year. We've got to start narrowing this down somewhat, and maybe we get the first glimpse of like who is behind in this competition right now. Tyler, if uh, you needed to make a wager on who takes the first snap in the fall, who would you bet on? Ramir Johnson. Ramir Johnson. Derek, how about you? And I'm starting to lean towards Anthony Grant. I, everything I'm reading on him has just been impressive. Tyler, uh, but here's my here's my question for you guys: Where has Marquis Step been? Is that, he's not hurt this spring, is he? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, we, we you know, that's that, one. Of, that's the one. That's that's the one name we've heard like absolutely nothing about. I mean, Scott Frost he doesn't talk about injuries, and that's what's really frustrating. Uh, you know, one of the things frustrating about Scott Frost is the injury aspect. So you don't know. I mean. Maybe, but I think we are pretty deep in there. Tyler, why did you, why do you think Ramir Johnson? I, I liked what I saw from him last year. Um, I mean, bluntly, I think that he played really well down the stretch until he got injured. I think he really showed himself. Um, I think when you look at what Whipple being a little bit more pass heavy, you know he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can do it all. You haven't seen that out of Yant, and certainly we haven't seen Grant at all. That's not annoying yet, Grant. Um, but uh, <laughs> Grant Yant. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I, I think he can I'll, do it all, and I like what I see. So I'll, I'll admit this: I do believe it's probably Ramirez Johnson's job to lose. Really? But I'm not. So, but I'm not so sure he can't lose it. What I will say on Ramirez Johnson is like Yant, Grant. I don't know. I I wouldn't say both those guys potentially could start. They they definitely. I'm not going to say they can't. But they also there is a world that both of them don't get really meaningful snaps game one. I don't see unless Ramir Johnson gets injured any scenario that he is not in the rotation week one. 
I, 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 I just think he is like, whether he be the number two back, whether we end up going three backs, I just think he is like a lock to get some snaps because he is a proven receiver out of the backfield. I know we have a long off season to talk about this, but this kind of intrigues me the way that you're talking about this. And with as many names as are in the conversation to play running back, I mean, are you anticipating like a four or five running back rotation? And two or three. Okay. That's, what, that's what I said. There, there's a scenario where Yant or Grant don't get meaningful snaps. If A.J. Allen or Gabe Irvin get in the mix this fall, like, yeah, I, I think it's two or three. I think that's the rotation. And it's very important that you're putting meaningful snaps in there because when we're up 56 to nothing, we're yes. going to have a fourth, five, fifth string guy in. 100%. 100%. Or if someone gets injured, but that's not going to happen because we're mentally strong no. this year. No, it's not. We're not talking about injuries. We're talking about blowing Northwestern out. Damn right. Damn right. Let's hope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like this running back group a lot. I mean, I think there's a lot of solid choices out there. I mean, who, who did you pick, Justin? You you didn't say who you thought was going to be number one back. If I had to bet somebody, I'd say Anthony Grant. I think he's going to be the guy. If I had to make a wager today. But I mean, but w- the only thing that's based off of today is what the coaches and players are saying. I mean, I haven't seen, I've never seen him do anything live, so yeah, we'll, well see. And, and let's face it, nobody, nobody's putting a very high wager on this bet. Oh no! I mean, give me a few beers, and I might, <laughs> I might beer. bump it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Tyler, what's your intriguing position battle? Mine is secondary. Um, yeah, I, I think we know a couple a couple cornerstones in that room. I think we think uh, Newsom and Farmer are going to be starters, but after that, it gets really foggy. I mean, look at that second corner position. You have Tommy Hill, Braxton Clark, Omar Brown, Tyreek Johnson. Like all four of those guys could be in the mix. And at safety, it's probably even more compute, uh, competitive with Marcus Buford moving over, uh, Deshaun Singleton coming in, and Noah Pola Gates really fighting for that other spot. And then it, it, with secondary, I'll throw nickel in there too. And what what do you see out of that nickel spot? Like, is is it Gifford? I think a lot of people think he's the front runner. Uh, uh, Klavarik moved over there um, to nickel this year. I, I think he really is in the hunt too, so... I think that secondary is just about as intriguing of the position group that we have on this whole roster. I think Tommy Hill, the way that Travis Fisher and they're talking about, uh, the coaches are talking about Tommy Hill. I mean, I would be shocked if he's not the starter at this point. I I, I will say that I I, I get a lot of shit wrong. I mean, the good thing about the bad thing about this podcast, you can listen to a lot of my bad takes. I feel like I was like the first one of us on the Tommy Hill bandwagon. You were. I, I, I'll give you I, that. I, I, and, and, and I don't know if you know, he changed his number to zero. And I don't know if you guys picked up on the significance of that, but the, the deal was that he got to pick his number if he ever got two interceptions in a practice. And he was number five. And now all of a sudden he's rocking number zero. Oh, my so. God. So our quarterbacks suck again. Is that what you're saying? Our quarterbacks suck? <laughs> no. Damn it. No, he's got swagger. I, like you, I mean, we met talking about Sean Callahan, and there was an interview, and they asked him, "Is there any wide receiver that beats you?" And his response is, "No, no, no wide receiver does." And and again, 
that quarterback is in wide receiver two positions. I love a cocky motherfucker. And if you like, ever I hear Trey Palmer, that, I mean, he blows, he smokes everybody too. Oh, I, I, I love Put the, those two the on each other. Then he's... somebody's lying here. <laughs> somebody's full of shit. The, I, I love the swagger this kid has. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like a new energy right there. Uh, Derek, let's get you in here on this uh, secondary conversation. Well, you know, Tyler, you kind of uh, made it sound like Miles Farmer's got an automatic starting job, and I'm not so sure he does even. With Deshaun Singleton being talked about a lot by uh, Travis Fisher and Mark Hughes B- B- Buford and uh, you, Noah Paul Gates is being talked about a little bit. I think he's got probably the least amount of chance of starting out of all of them, but uh, I, I think that's a real race. I think the only absolute starter is probably Quentin Newsom. Like, he's the only one that's – has a starting job locked down right now. Can I, I would just want to add one thing here. Last year, Nebraska picked up, t- uh, uh, Tyreek Johnson, five-star transfer from Ohio state. Nobody really thought he would contribute last year because we were so deep. Are you guys shocked that his name isn't getting brought up more as being in the mix of this? Because he's kind of a name that is just kind of being left out. Of all of the I, I, all I, the glory, I do, I do, th- I do think Sha, Travis Fisher didn't mention him today uh, when, when when speaking about him. But I mean, but but no, you're right. Like I, he's not being talked about as much as I thought he would be yeah. at all. I kind of thought he would lock down that other corner pretty easily. I, I well, did. And it, it, I did too. It's it's even more intriguing with the way that we run our secondary. Like I mean, typically when when. Uh, a little trivia fact for anyone that doesn't know. The reason why it's typically called the nickelback is because it's the fifth DB. But that's not really what Nebraska uses this for. It, I mean, we're, we it's really this kind of hybrid role that we had from JoJo Doman. And like so, so that even takes a few more snaps away. So we don't really ever bring in a true fifth defensive back. We, we bring in this nickelback guy when we need it, when we need that position, which takes snaps away from that corner. Yeah, like but I, typically- I think this is the year that goes away. JoJo Doman is no longer on the roster, so I don't know why you would continue with that mentality. I mean, I mean, they're, yeah, they're there's talking, indication they're they talk. They're, they're talking about Isaac Gifford and Chris Kolarovic moving yeah. over, and it doesn't there, sound like a, that position's going away. And can I we agree. just call it? Can we can we just call it nickel and not nickelback? Nobody likes Nickelback. Look at this photograph. This is how you remind me. Anyway, no, I mean, I, but Justin, I think you're wrong. I, I, I think that you reminded me how wrong you could be, and <laughs> and and it just, it's no, it, it's. I, I think it's gonna here to stay. I don't know if I agree with it. Like, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that I really am shocked that's probably not pushing a little bit more is Omar Brown. And I know he was injured to start the camp, but I mean, it it is a real scenario that I sit there and I'm like, okay, so you do the numbers, Tyreek Johnson, Braxton Clark, Tommy Hill, like Omar Brown, two of those guys for sure are not touching the field unless we're up huge or injuries occur. Yeah. Probably three of those guys. And... Yeah, because that, it's, like sh- it's not like Travis Fisher likes to rotate. No, and and I and I honestly think almost safety is. I mean, I think our safety might be deeper than corner. Like I love that four deep at safety with Miles. I mean, you talked about Miles Farmer's job not being safe, 
And we've seen him play. We've seen him play well. I think that's a credit to the guys that we have behind him. I think that safety spot, I mean, it might be better than the corner um, at this point in time. One last fun fact on uh, cornerback and safety. Not one person is listed as a senior out of that entire group. Very young group. And if they come out kicking ass this year, you know, 23, 2023 is going to be really good. Travis Fisher's wow. hands are full, though. I mean, yeah, there's a, this, could, this, this could be a struggling year for that defensive backs. Especially with I, a I, defensive I hope, line that may not get a lot of pressure. I mean, they could be well, exposed easy. Fundamentally disagree with that take, Justin. I think that it is one of your worst takes. I think we are going to get more pressure this year than we've ever gotten under Frost. Wow. But but I, I'm, I'm really hoping we can pick up this TCU kid that's supposed to be visiting this weekend. That would be a great, and he'd be a great backup. He'd be a great backup because he is not starting over probably two of our four best players in Caleb Tanner and Garrett Nelson. But, but if he's, if he's not going to be starting, he's not coming here, dude. (laughs) Depends what the NIL check is. Yeah. All right. Uh, Anything else on secondary? I, I, will, I will say, I know you mentioned a step back. I, I think that's why it's so interesting to see. And that's why I'm so intrigued on how this shakes out. Because, like, I do expect our secondary to take a small step back this year. Uh, I don't think it's going to fall off a cliff like a lot of people do. But I, I, I'm really intrigued on this, how this looks um, on Saturday. You're replacing a lot of super seniors out there in that secondary. But only one NFL guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, one draftable guy. So we'll get to my most intriguing position battle, and it's going to be the wide receiver position. Mickey Joseph, you know, hired as the uh, new wide receivers coach here. He's uh, done quite well in the recruiting. He's brought some uh, pretty good studs in here. Uh, as seniors, we have Omar Manning and Oliver Martin. We have uh, transfers Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda out of New Mexico State, uh, Trey Palmer, out of LSU. We also have uh, listed as sophomore. We have Alani Brown, who's catching a lot of buzz. Xavier Betts. Oops. Oops. Uh, we got Kamani Grimes, Sean Hardy, and Latrell Neville, second year wet, uh, freshman. And then uh, you got three guys uh, that they just recruited Dakota Crawford, Victor Jones Jr., and Janarian Bonner. And then you have the emergence of Brody Belt. Uh, I guess he's a junior now, walk on, but he's catching a lot of buzz. He's been in the program for a long time. Uh, with all of these, those are the main names. And, uh, oh, shoot. You also have Wyatt Lever. He's not going away. Uh, and we heard a guy today that hadn't heard his name all spring, uh, Ty Hahn. Ty Hahn. Uh, not to be confused with uh, Todd Honus, like I did earlier. <laughs> Todd Honus and Ty Hahn. Come on, that, that's same guy, right? No, it's not the same guy. So I look at this wide receiver grouping that we have here, and I mean, there's probably a couple guys that you know that you can guarantee will start, right? I think Trey Palmer and Omar Manning, I think you can probably pencil them in to start right now. And then after that, I don't know how it's going to shake up. I'm so intrigued by this. You have Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, who I've been a huge fan of. He's a very fast dude, 
but he's been hurt all spring, so you probably not won't even see him on Saturday. But I think he could be a factor in the fall. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a fun group, I think, and I just want to see that. Uh, you know, just the chemistry that all of these guys have with whatever quarterback is thrown at them. Uh, I don't know, Tyler. What do you think there? Well, I tend to agree. I, I will call out that Bonner and Crawford are not enrolled yet. Correct. They, they come in over the summer. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely intriguing. Um, I'm with you, Justin. I think Omar and Alante Brown. I'm uh, not sorry. Omar and Trey Palmer are top two wide receivers. Um, I actually think the other starter is pretty much locked up. I think it is Oliver Martin. Um, I mean, he started week one last year before he got injured. He's a senior. He's been talked about pretty highly. I, I think he's going to start. Um, I also think you will see Elante Brown as a key rotational guy. But again, kind of with secondary, there's probably only one or two spots left for meaningful snaps during the fall. Like, who the hell gets those? Um, I mean, I mean, you bring in those two freshmen too, they'll, they'll compete. But I, I mean, there, there's a lot of names you mentioned there. Um, and, you know, I think this spring game... You know, we'll get into some dark horse players, but I think that wide receiver group is definitely a position as the, the game goes on. I'm really intrigued with like, I mean, I want to see Trey Palmer and I want to see Omar, but God, I don't need to see a lot of them. I mean, get, I know, I know kind of what we're going to get from them. Like, I want to see these young kids and Brody Bell, the emergence of the, the best football player on the roster, Brody Bell. Um, I want to see what he brings to the table. Derek told me the other day that Brody Belt gets the Wyatt Missouri Award for the spring every year. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair or not. All right, Derek, <laughs> go ahead. Of course, of course, it's fair. We get one every year. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just not buying into Brody Belt. I Wyatt Lever. I he, he's had a lot of playing time in the past couple of years. So I could buy him getting in, but I don't know if it's near as much as I mean as all these other guys we've mentioned. I I, I would say he gets better chance of playing than Brody Belt does. Well, I, I I mean, I, I I just I don't see a lot a lot of room for these for these guys for these walk ons when you have these beasts out there like Omar Manning and Trey Palmer. And so, I understand they can't play every snap, but so what I did is had enough guys behind them. When right. I introduced the wide receivers, I just kind of, you know, uh, took this the scholarship depth chart. Those were the scholarship guys, and I threw in Wyatt Lever and Brody Belt. But I I should have clarified this a little bit better uh, in this introduction. I think there's three names: the the second year freshman with uh, Grimes, Hardy, and Neville. You're not hearing a lot out of the spring out of any of those three guys. And I don't know if that's – I don't know how telling that really is at this point. Uh, I don't know how much we'll, – surely we'll see him on Saturday. But I just don't know in what capacity. And uh, But after, if, if those guys are not – if they do not show up, that, that may not be as deep of a wide receiver group as what some like to think. It becomes worrisome if none of those three guys can compete for a job or compete for playing time. 
Uh, Especially if you take Betts out of the mix. If you take Betts out of the mix, which I think a lot of people had him penciled in as a starter, you take him out of the mix? I mean, not that it's scary, but... With with Betts here, it seemed pretty easy that you knew who your three starters were going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't see. I guess I look at this like, okay, so in my head, you need you need five wide receivers. I think that 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 is the minimum amount in a Mark Whipple, Scott Frost type offense that you need to be able to play. You need five guys that can go out there and take snaps during a game. But I mean, you, I mean, you talk about it like I think you know four of those names. I think you know. I in my opinion, you know four of those names. There's a lot of candidates for that fifth. And again, you could go sixth, right? You could definitely go sixth. But, like, there's a lot of candidates when you get down there. I, I don't know. I mean, shy of it, just an awful injury prone. Like, if we lose, you know, hopefully no one gets injured. So I don't we want to name a name. But let's just say X guy gets injured. One of the guys I think are the four, one of the four guys. I mean, there's a lot of candidates for this. And I know, Derek, you're really not high on Brody Bell. But I, I'm... I'm not buying hype on him. I'm not buying him being a starter. I'm not buying, but I'm starting to buy that he could be a candidate for a depth guy. Like, man, Brody Belt's out there. We're we're not screwed. That's fair. That's fair. I just the way people are talking about him, they're talking about him being like the next Nate Swift, and I'm not seeing that. Well, see, now Justin thinks that Brody Belt's out there. We're screwed. That's not well. It's not entirely true. I mean, I, he, I, he I thinks like if he's him. starting, we're screwed. If he's starting, it's kind of makes you think. It's like, well, shoot, man, what happened to all the other guys that were supposed to be great? And and again, Isaiah. I mean, I have not been near as high on IGC as you guys. I mean, I have not been as high on Isaiah Garcia uh, Castanado. Thanks, Castanado. Yeah, Is that Castanado, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not been, but, like Castanado. I'm not ruling him out. I'm certain. I mean, if he's our fifth guy, like if that's our five. Hell yeah. And again, I think Bonner and Crawford, just like A.J. Allen, I think both of those guys come in and they make waves this fall. All right, we'll do uh we'll get into more of the uh position breakdowns after the spring game, after we actually see these guys play. But headed into Saturday, Derek, what could you see out of this team that would give you more optimism uh about the team headed into the fall? Ah, it's going to be tough, I think, because of the injuries. But I guess right now I'm going to lean towards I'm, – I'm hearing about how much better the offensive line's looking. If they can actually prove it, and I'm seeing the offensive line hit hard and doing the things that they're saying they're doing, then then I, I think that could give you a lot of optimism, especially for run, for the running game. Uh, t- time will tell, but – if that offensive line looks better, I, that fixes 50% of our problems, in my opinion. Tyler? Yeah, that, that's a really good one, Derek. Um, I mean, I, I, I got to go quarterback. I mean, what what I want to see is a very good no-turnover effort by the quarterbacks, um, and namely Casey Thompson. Like, I mean, that that is the thing, because when I look at Adrian Martinez and – I, I can't go a podcast without mentioning him. Like, I I, 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 I <laughs> love that the Adrian. Mar- I I loved Adrian Martinez. I'm a big believer in what he did, but obviously one of his flaws is turnovers. And if if I see KT Thompson go out there and throw a 
couple bad passes, like that's that's not what I want to see. So I, I want to see a really clean game out of these quarterbacks. Um, you know, I want to see. I mean, that that's really what I kind of wanted to see out of this. I would agree with you more if Chuba Purdy was able to play. Like, is the, he gonna the, be, is he out? Is he he's not been playing hurt all spring, hasn't he? I thought he's been practicing. Yeah, the last I mean, of he's days. he's been limited to like live contact, I, but he's been doing a lot of seven on seven. But I thought, shoot, I mean, either way, I don't feel like it's been a, as good of a competition as I anticipated with him being limited. You you don't anticipate Logan Smothers having a uh, good shot. I mean, Not somebody really. has to so. You know, you have a red team and a white team. Whoever is the best team, we'll just, for the sake of argument, we'll just say red is the greatest team. Or Casey Thompson is going to be starting on red. Isn't the logical guy to start? Isn't uh, Logan Smothers on the other team, right? Well, it has to be now, yeah. There's no other quarterback that I can let him go oh, well, he should be starting for the other team. Henrik Harburg, maybe? He's not going to play. I mean, maybe, but not really. You haven't really heard his name being brought up a lot this well, spring. He, he's either. been banged up, too. He's been banged up a little bit, too. Um, I don't think he's bad as uh, uh, Chubba, but I, I think he's been banged up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I... I yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. I mean, I, I never really bought into the whole quarterback competition, and, I, and I'm a little bit higher on Logan Smothers, frankly. I, I think Logan Smothers... Like maybe Chubba Purdy will eventually be a great quarterback for us. Maybe he competes after Casey Thompson, but I think Logan Smothers is their number two. Um, I re- I really hope we see well, Chubba. I, play I think he's our number two by default right now. I think once it's no longer, but I think he will be our number two. But I, I hope Chubba plays. I hope Chubba proves me wrong. Yeah, I, I'd I like really to see do. him. I'd like to see yeah. him in this game. Oh, I'd love to see him. I just don't know if we will. Uh, so let's flip it over to the other side. What could we see out of the well, team that could make you more well, well, pessimistic? Well, what was your optimistic goal here? Me? I mean, I, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you guys. Yeah, that, that'd be great. I mean, I, I'd like to see the what's, O-line. Yeah, but, I'd like to see yours? the O-line make some blocks, you know, yeah, establish what, a running game. But, but what's your pick? Look, guys, I... I have my notebook right here, and I left this answer blank with the full intention of just skipping this question because I don't know what I could see that would make me more optimistic about this game. I don't think we're going to see anything (laughs) much anyway out of this game. Scott Frost already said he's not going to show anything. Northwestern, their spring game isn't even televised. And so he's like, I'm not going to show my cards. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's anything that I'm going to walk away out of the spring game thinking, like, that's it. We're back. We're back. So probably, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Tyler a little bit. You know, I don't want to see any uh, turnovers. You know, I don't want to see any of those. So I guess if there's no interceptions thrown in the entire game, I'd be like, oh, well, that's pretty darn cool. Is it so, going to be pretty darn cool, or will you be our secondary sucks because they couldn't get any turnovers? Nah, no, no. I mean, I don't want to see. You tend you tend to lead towards the negative like that. Like if the defense I, looks I really been. good, yeah, then that's our why, offense sucks. That's pretty much why I was skipping but if the this question. If the offense looks really Derek. good, then our defense sucks. So, so this this is not at all really important. But one of the things I'm most intrigued on in the spring game, and it kind of goes along this, is. 
Who's calling plays? Does Whipple call like the whites and Frost calls the reds? Is oh, it Whipple yeah, calling a, for both? That'd be like, interesting, yeah. Like I'm just I'm interested to see like how they do the play calling. Um because I think we all fully expect Whipple to call the plays, you know, on uh Saturday come fall time. But like, I mean how upset are people gonna be if Frost calls a plays for one team? And Whipple calls it for the other team, and Frost ends up kicking his ass. Exactly. Like, what if that is the scenario? What if, like, man, the I'm just making this up. Frost calls for the Whites, the worst of the teams, and all of a sudden the Whites are out there like, man, the, the, those are some pretty good play calls. Like, I, not that we need any more controversy, but, like, I I, I don't know. I would love to. I, I, I hope that's how it happens. And all of a sudden Frost is like, Scoring touchdowns in the red zone every single possession. Oh yeah, he he, he, he <laughs> actually calls shit the... four years for the last four years. <laughs> he, no, he, Justin, he calls... Justin's answer will be our defense is screwed this year. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. So even Frost can score in the red zone. <laughs> you might you might be right about there, but you know what? Some, something has to give there. I mean, that, that this is one of the things that we talk about every single year in the spring. You know, it's what's great about the spring game is what's bad about the spring game. You know, does the fact that one position unit has great success, is that an indictment on the other position group? Like offensive line versus defensive line, you know? Yeah. And and right now you hear, uh, you know, the offensive line is running over the defensive line all spring long. And typically the defense is ahead of the offense, in the springtime, right? You're not hearing it this year. And we, we all saw how the offensive line was last year. Worst offensive line of our lifetimes. And then you're hearing all of a sudden, it's like they're beating up on the defensive line. And so that is in the back of my mind. Like, oh my God, you know, you we all know that we have some injuries. We have some inexperience on the defensive line. It's, you know, it's not that great. Uh, it's... By a lot of accounts, it's probably one of the weakest position groups of the entire team. And so when you hear these things, it's like something has to give here. And it's like, I want to see the offensive line kick ass, but I do not. On on the same token, I don't want to see a weak ass defensive line. I don't want to go from 2021 that we're weak in the trenches on the offensive line into 2022 where we're weak in the trenches on the defensive line. Can't we just have two good things at the same goddamn time? That's all I want. I want to see good football on both sides. So I, I agree with you, t- uh, Derek, talking about the offensive line. You know, I want to see that. I want to see a uh, running game being established because we haven't seen that in the past. But I don't want to see the defensive line suck ass either. And the turnovers. I mean, I don't want to see any turnovers. No. So, so pessimism. Is that the... Is that are we are we already on pesses? What what could make us less optimistic? Is that where you're at? Justin? Yeah. Well, so what could you see out of the team that make us more pessimistic, Tyler? I mean, I feel like you hit it really well there, but like some of those things. Oh, but, I got I mean, a list there. Well, to, so to me, I, I look at positions that to your to that whole arch you just said there, Justin, is like when you see it like the, those matchups and, and positions. I think that we're banged up right now are linebacker. So when I think we're weaker at linebacker because of injuries, man, if I don't see our running backs look at all dynamic, like that, that is something that I I, I fully anticipate seeing our running backs. I, I just we talked about that earlier. I, I I'm 
a little bit more optimistic there. If we're getting to that second level, but we're not making a linebacker miss, like, I mean, I'll, I'll do respect to Clements, and I think Clements is a pretty good player, but if, if he's, you know, he's getting one-on-one tackles against Ramir Johnson or Anthony Grant and making that tackle every single time, I'll be like, shit, I mean, you can't make him miss? Like... Yeah. And again, not, not trying to single a guy out. Like so, th- that that would be the thing that would make me most nervous is if I if I if our running game just doesn't get going. And I think that goes along with what Derek was talking about offensive line. So I guess it's kind of the opposite. But like I, I if our running game doesn't look pretty pretty impressive, I'm going to be a little bit sad. Derek, especially since I expect to see us running the ball a lot. Yeah, Derek. Oh man, I I try never to get try to get very pessimistic anyway but if if i if i, if I had to go it, it would I, you guys already kind of talked about it but I'm, i'll piggyback off you guys and talk about turnovers if, if all of a sudden casey thompson's in there throwing three interceptions and i'm not talking about tip balls or wh- whatever i'm talking about just throwing shit balls and they're getting intercepted i'm, I'm gonna be pretty worried about what we're trotting out there come fall yeah, that's going to be tough. But what I keep telling myself is, you know, Casey Thompson is new with all these wide receivers. There's a lot of new faces on offense. It's a whole new offensive scheme. They're all learning together. And even though that will, would be discouraging, uh, I mean, as long as some of them weren't so bad, <laughs> really bad, like, uh, like Luke McCaffrey bad interceptions, you know, it's like, okay, that's fine. The only thing that I that I have here for that would make me pessimistic in the spring game is seeing some missed extra points, missed field goals, or shanked punts. If I see that stuff in the spring, and I don't care, it's a new punter that's new on campus. If I see that stuff, I will lose my shit. That is the only thing that's going to make me pessimistic because what is bitten our asses? You know, for time and time and again in the past four years, it's special teams. And that stuff right there, that's the unacceptable part for me. Interceptions with uh, guys that may not have a lot of chemistry yet, I might be able to overlook that, I think. I think. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Talk, t- t- talk to me Saturday night and <laughs> I'll tell you how I really feel. Well, J- Justin, I-, I will give you credit. That was... That was- like your best take that we've done on this podcast in the last three years. I, I, yeah, that's a great call. Like if I, if I see a shank punt, oh, hell, or if I see a muff punt. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't expect get a, a damn punt transfer. <laughs> get a damn transfer. Oops. If we have a muff punt in this, just get a damn transfer. If, if you but see all- a, if you see a muff punt in the spring game with any of these transfers, Never, ever drop a guy back. Just rush all 11 guys for the punter. <laughs> Never, ever set a guy back there. What, what if you see... I'll tell, I'll tell you what. We, we, if, if he shanks one, let's go, let's go get another punter. Like, you had your try. Go back to the soccer team. But, but, but you know what, though? The, talk, the, I mean, again, it's kind of like whatever these pessimists versus optimistic. But, like, would you feel optimistic if you see the very first punt, like a 70-yard bomb, like... Or would you just be like, yeah, it's a spring game. It's no, not really I would any- be ecstatic. I'm like, oh my god, where have you been my entire life? Like, I mean, I, I want to, I want to see like, I want to see like. I wish everybody could see Justin's face when he was doing that. 
I'm glad we're not on live stream. Thank God. But no, I mean, I want to see like, I want to see like a 48 yard field goal attempt. I hope that happens. Yeah. Just, just don't come short. Just don't hit it short. (laughs) Do do, do you remember how Bo used to do those like in between quarter, like games and stuff that were kind of corny? Like, yeah. I, I, what I want to see in between quarters is just line up for some like 50 yard field goals. Like, bring out whoever kickers are in competing for that position and just let's see who can make the longest kick. I mean, do we have a lot of guys competing? I mean, we got Timmy Bleakrode, we got Brian Buscemi, you know, at kicker and punter. I mean, who else is even in the conversation? Is the the five star kicker not on campus yet? I I thought the, the, the KC kid. I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. But he's is a walk on, right? Yeah. I mean, I I don't remember who who took over for Connor Culp last year. I don't know if that guy's gone or. I don't. I I blocked his name out. I can't imagine he was a senior, and I don't remember him trans whoever that was transferring. Uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember who the hell he is either. That's sad, you know. He didn't I make a memorable. Kick. He didn't. He never made a memorable, memorable field goal. He missed a shit. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. So, bottom line is, I don't want to see any of that stuff. That that stuff will make me even more pessimistic if we if we have the same struggles, and. At that point, with as many special teams coaches as what we've had, I would just feel convinced that we're just absolutely cursed. It doesn't matter who you put in there. It doesn't matter if we get Sean Snyder as special teams coordinator. It doesn't matter. We just fucking suck. All right, let's talk about something happier. Let's talk about some dark horses on offense that you think could uh, make a name for themselves. Uh through the spring game and headed into the fall. Uh, I don't care. Derek, go. All right. I'm going to throw one out there. I don't know if he's a dark horse, I guess, because he's been mentioned so much, but I I think Alante Brown right now for me uh, is probably my biggest dark horse. I I think he legit has a shot to get a lot of playing time. Probably not a starter, but I think he's got a legit shot at making uh, at least – not at the start of the season, maybe, maybe towards the end of the season, he gets better, but I expect to see, look at the end of the spring, everybody will be talking about him. We'll see what happens in the fall because we've talked about these players every year after spring games, but, but I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Alante Brown. I think, I think he's the guy that everybody's going to be talking about. Tyler. I got three names written down for this. On oh my offense. God. I, I, many? I don't even, and I don't even know which one I want to go with. Name um, all three, okay, please. So, 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 so the the first name isn't a guy that I think will actually compete in the fall, but I think that he makes some waves. I think he has the potential to make some waves on Saturday that gets people thinking. And it, it's Richard Torres. I'm really high on Richard Torres at quarterback. Again, I don't think he'll be a starter. I don't even think he'll be the backup. But I I think he is a guy that after Casey Thompson. You know, he's a guy that could go, and I think that the hype train could start on him on Saturday. The the other two names, AJ Rollins, uh, tight ends a shit show right now. Um, we we know is decimated with injuries. I I think he is a guy that 
I, I liked him out of high school. I think he could show enough on Saturday that maybe gives us some hope. And the last one is Latrell Neville, um, another guy that was really high out of high school. Again, I I think we look at that wide receiver room, and we talked about it like when you brought it up. Like I, The way I look at it, we have four guys. Who is that fifth guy? And right now you're like two walk-ons, or one of these freshmen, like, I mean, again, without Isaiah Garcia, uh, we don't know where his status is, but like, so we're waiting for one of those guys to step up. I, I think Neville could walk away from the spring game as that guy that's like, maybe he will be the but fifth But what's guy. leading you to that conclusion on Neville? The other two guys, yeah, I I, I get it. I, I, I can see that, but. Because I was high on him on a high school. It, it, there's no indication that it's trending that way. There, There's been no, it was just, he was a guy out of high school I was really high on. I, I think he's going to get some snaps on Saturday, and I, I I think he has a chance to again, all based out of what I thought of him out of high school. Okay, uh, you know I, I kind of answered this question in my notes here. If I read what I wrote down, like would Xavier Betts would he be considered a dark horse at this point? I mean, he's off the team, on the team, questionable with the team. It's he would he, he be if, considered if, a dark yes, horse? Yes, if he if he, if he played, that would be like the it'd be like Stone Cold Steve Austin returning at WrestleMania this last weekend. Like, what the hell did that come from? Uh, you lost me on that reference. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know what the extent of Castaneda, what his injury is. Uh, I hope he gets to play in the spring game. I want to see what that guy can do because I've been a firm believer. And him, I just, I don't know. I think he has a cool name, really. And uh, so I want to root for that guy. And so hopefully he can play so we can see we can see what, what he can do. We, we all know that he's fast. He's one of the fastest guys on the team, if healthy, if he ever gets healthy. Uh, so, yeah, that's my guy. If so, not, if so- neither one of those guys go, I'm just going to, I'm going to use the cheat code. I'm going to throw Brody Belt as my dark horse on the offense. That's what we're rolling it down to. I like his name. Yeah, it's the way I bet horses also. Is it a pretty horse? Yeah. Does that have a cool name? Yeah, I'll bet it. He wears wears Adidas, so I'm going to root for him. Oh, wait, they all wear Adidas. I was going to say, horses don't wear Adidas. Duh. All right, dark horses on defense. Tyler, who's your dark horse? So I kind of bashed him earlier, um, like mocked him, but I, I think Clements. Um, I you know I think we're I think we'll expect to see a lot of snaps from him. Um, I I think he makes a strong case that Saturday that he is a good third linebacker. He will get snaps in the fall. Um, I like the the spurts I saw of him last year getting snaps. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I I like the potential that he can bring to the table um, at after Saturday. And I had one more name. Um, also at linebacker Kapai. Yeah. Okay. Um, good. I, 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 I think that he, again, a lot of this has to do with the fact that I think they're going to get some like higher profile snaps on Saturday. Um, and, and, and I, I'm really reminded when I went to see that one practice, he was like the last guy on the field. And whenever you see that last guy on the field doing drills, like you just kind of like that, that, that's a guy right there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his South Dakota. Um, yeah, I think those are kind of my two dark horses. Derek. 
Uh, I, I will say this, that Anthony Grant had mentioned uh, Clements as one of the hardest-hitting guys on the defense. Yeah, he did. And, and, I, and I'm really scared to see Jacquez Yant and Trey Palmer both laid out in the spring game after their comments of, I haven't seen a hard hit in Nebraska since we've been here. <laughs> Yeah, not 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 the smartest thing to say when you're getting ready to go play these guys. But I mean, hey, whatever. Tommy uh, Tommy Hill might uh, make a name for himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go with I kind of mentioned him earlier, but Deshaun Singleton, like that guy, seems to really be making a name for himself there at safety. And I don't know, just taking a stab in the dark here, but seems like maybe he could really make a name for himself in the spring game. That's a good one. All right, so I'm going to go with the uh, position group that I kind of bashed a little bit earlier was the defensive line. A lot of injuries going on right there. Uh, but one guy that is getting some accolades there that's filling in qu- quite nice is walk-on defensive lineman Colton Feast. I mean, he's he's getting a lot of snaps in there. and We, we did see him a little bit last year. I mean, he not. I'm not gonna say he's in the rotation, but when when they have to when they dig deep, I mean, he's one of the uh, when they empty the benches, he's one of the first defensive linemen that comes onto the field. So he's only getting older, he's getting stronger. Now he's getting a lot of reps, a lot of experience. So I wouldn't be shocked that not only does he make him make a name for himself on the the day of the spring game, but. I would not be shocked if he finds himself into uh, a little bit of the rotation there in the fall. So I'm kind of rooting hard for that guy. I was I was like the walk on guy. So lesser lesser wide receiver. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Or white? Is that what it is? Not all the time. Colton Face is white. <laughs> oh, okay. So is Zach Winemaster. White guy, but I was like the I was like the walk-ons. I was like the walk-ons. You used to. You used. I to still like the do. Walk-ons. I still do. Brody Belt. We're screwed if he's a starter. We're screwed if he's a starter, but I like him. <laughs> I, I I remember Justin. But you know what? Hey, look. Train. I also don't want to. See, I also you don't want to see, see Colton Zach- Feast. As the starter on the defensive line. You I didn't want to see, want to see Zach, Zach Weinmaster. Weinmaster as the starter at linebacker. I just wanted him in the rotation. Difference. Yeah. Okay. What the walk-ons. <laughs> All right. We managed to make this an hour episode. All right. All right. I thought this would be like a 30-minute episode. Hey, uh, anything it. else that you have out of the spring game that you think is uh, interesting? Any interesting nuggets? No, you guys looking forward to the spring game at all? Yeah, yeah. Looking a little yes. more forward to baseball and the Masters, but oh, I mean, I, I, well, I mean, first of all, Tiger Woods at the Masters. I mean, I if he is in contention on Sunday, like it only please. makes the sport better. It a hundred percent. But I mean, I I only have like half my life savings on the Masters, so. <laughs> <laughs> I so joke, Sergio. I'm, I'm joking. Let, I'm joking. Let's go. I, I did. I did put most of my gambling account on it, though. But but no. I mean I mean. But just to answer your question, I I'm going to the spring game. I'm going with my wife. Uh, 
you know, she has not been in. We went to Garth Brooks. We didn't go to any game. She has not been to a game in Memorial Stadium. Um, I'm excited to get there on Saturday. And I mean, I I, I hope they put on a show. Um, and you know, the the thing that's probably the most exciting is spring games. We have an unofficial visitor. Yeah, Dylan Rayola. Yeah, was that unofficial? That, I didn't realize it was unofficial. I knew yeah, he was I visiting, a, but I, I, well, he's a junior, so. But the number one recruit in all the high school, the, 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 he's they, just getting paid to go see his uncle for an hour. And you know what? Let's get that NIL. Let's start. Let's let's start putting our fun together, Derek. If you win big on the so, Masters, t- let, let's go into NIL for Rayola right there. Tanner, what all is right, the likelihood right. that we land him? Low, low. But but what I will say is it a lot will come. I mean, a lot's going to come. If if Frost is still the coach, like a lot, there's a lot of things that need to happen. But if Casey, I mean, if Casey Thompson pr- turns into a second, third round NFL draft pick, if he can emerge as that guy under Whipple, if, if if this team starts winning games, like I, I think it goes into high. I mean, I think it. But does Casey get to that level under Whipple? Does he show the NFL tree? Like, how good does this team get? I, but yeah, I mean, I would say it's probably a. Low. I mean, we're competing against Alabama, USC. I mean, he's no, the number right. one freaking. I mean, it's there. There is no more stiff competition than this. I know this that game. a lot of people think that we can. You know, they they're optimistic that we can get him if we have a good season. Since we have Donnie, the pipeline master, Rayola as our offensive line coach. Yeah, people also thought we was going to get Micah Parsons too. So, well, I mean, yeah, I get it. I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying to get. I don't think the fact. With his stature being the number one quarterback recruit in the nation, I mean, unless Nebraska is a title contender, national title contender, I don't know if he would come here. I mean, I, again, I, I think if he if he sees an NFL path, I mean, obviously there's a reason why. I mean, we have his you don't, own goal you don't think coach. if he goes to a national title contender, he's not going to be on an NFL path. No, I mean, of course there is, but I, 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 I again, I, I, I'm. There's, I'm sure there's something to be said about the fact that his dad played here. He's an alumni. I think that does mean something. His uncle is here. There's got that means something. Is that enough to sway him a hundred percent? I don't think so. I think there's other dominoes that need to fall in line. But I mean, Whipple showed what he can do. He can get a guy that. I mean, why not? I mean, again, I'm not. I don't think it's a lock i don't think it's even a 50 no, i mean chance you, you said like, it's a low probability it's low it's, yeah, it's, it's very I low mean, it's, it's it's well i wouldn't say very low it's like a 20 percent chance derek that seems fair 20 percent. wow okay and, a, and after we go nine and three this next year and casey thompson finishes second team all big 10 then it goes to 40 percent. and then two good for you derek congrats <laughs> yeah I hope so. I hope so. I hope we get him. That's a game changer. You know what? What I will say, though, when he gets... I, I'm already starting this. He is our next national championship quarterback. If we get him, yeah. Because that means we're already close to being a, a title contender to get him. That just makes me happy. Yeah. Go Big Red, get good, him, right? Get him. Get a get a Jamal, Jamal Chase-type wide receiver on the outside. Hey, that's going to happen with Mickey Reed Joseph anyway. I know. It's just about... I mean, again, if this... You, 
This this is the Husker fandom that gets me excited. If we if we have the year that I think we can, I think our class we have the best recruiting class we've had under Frost. I think Mickey Joseph will bring in some of those guys. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Bring in a top fifteen class this year. We'll be back, baby. We'll be back. We're already back. Twenty twenty six, baby. Twenty twenty six. Mark it down. Twenty twenty six. You sound like my sister making vacation plans. <laughs> she, she's the one that reaches out four or five years. She's like, yep, I'm going to come to Texas in 2028. <laughs> Thanks, sis. I might be dead by then. Uh, all right. Probably will. So uh, we'll be back next week to recap the spring game. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Televised and BTN. Uh, yeah, I'm just... Finally, a little bit of football, and hopefully we get some of these uh, questions that we have, which there's plenty of them. Hope we get some answers to these, but, you know, let's let's not show too much. I don't want to give Pat Fitzgerald an edge, right? <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. All right, let's get out of here, guys. Great show. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter, at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get our podcast. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go big red. Inside the tent.